This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. The Facebook Oversight Board was tasked with determining if Facebook itself had made an appropriate decision in pulling Donald Trump's account in the wake of the January 6th violence at the Capitol. They said it was appropriate, but also told Facebook to make some changes. Cato's John Samples is a member of the Facebook Oversight Board. We spoke this morning. We should uh, begin this recording with the necessary housekeeping uh, related to your two roles for the Cato Institute and Facebook's oversight role. If you could characterize uh, your positions uh, for the purposes of this discussion, that would be helpful. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been at the Cato Institute for 20 years working on policy analysis, largely in the area of free speech. Uh, About two years ago, Facebook decided that its content moderation, that is the rules it has about what you can say on the platform and what you cannot say, needed some external uh, evaluation. And so they set up what is called an oversight board. Uh, And the job of the oversight board is to assess uh, if whether Facebook is following its own rules uh, regarding content moderation, again, taking stuff down or letting stuff stay up, according to also according to international norms about freedom of speech. So I was asked to join this board. And then about um, a month or two after it began its actual work, the case of uh, Mr. Trump and January 6th and the Capitol uh, and Facebook's actions really during that day, which is the focus, came to us. So we had to decide whether uh, Facebook essentially took away his account that day, January 6th, and we had our job was to decide whether Facebook had made a mistake or not. So this was clearly in reaction to the events of January 6th, where uh, hundreds of people broke into the Capitol. Um, there were threats of violence against uh, members of Congress, even the vice president. And um, within days, uh, social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, uh, took down accounts of the president of the United States for his role in that. So to the extent that the oversight board uh, made that decision, your job was to determine whether or not that was the right call and whether it continues to be uh, the right call. So what were the elements of that that um, were most salient in making that decision? Sure. Let's begin and really end on January 6th. as you correctly state, uh, on the Capitol that day, there were, were actions that were violent. There was a riot going on uh, at the Capitol. And during that period, Mr. Trump posted uh, two things on Facebook. Uh, and essentially, they uh, concerned several issues, but they re- violated, in Facebook's view, a rule they have against praising people involved in what's called a violating event or a riot in this case. Uh, He referred to them as patriots and so on. And that was taken to be praise of them, and that violates uh, a pre-existing Facebook rule. So they took away his account first temporarily, and then they um, 
uh, added an indefinite suspension the next day. Now, then that was referred to uh, the Facebook Oversight Board. And the, the idea was, and the question was, was Facebook's indefinite suspension of Trump justified? Could it be upheld? And so essentially, there's two aspects to the answer that the board has given today. One is that the indefinite suspension on January 7th was not justified for a couple of reasons. One is there was no uh, rule providing for an indefinite suspension of an account user uh, on January 6th or 7th. So they were applying a rule that did not exist, which is obviously creates problems for ideas like the rule of law. To get to that decision, though, the board also needed to decide whether the original suspension was justified or not. Uh, and the answer to that was uh, a majority felt that it was, that uh, on the narrow question of whether Facebook, uh, in applying its rule, had uh, that is the rule against what's called dangerous persons or organizations or praising people involved in violent acts, whether that was justified, the board said yes. So in the larger question, I see this, and somewhat from a libertarian point of view, is that the board has said both a powerful state actor, uh, the former president, is limited in certain ways, but also a powerful private platform, Facebook, is limited. We have tried to, particularly with Facebook, the ideas, the ideal of rule of law is one that we've tried to apply to them. And I would say, and after the first day and this uh, news breaks, I would ask people to take a look at the decision and realize that this is actually about Facebook. It's not about uh, Mr. Trump. It's not about his policies, his worldview. It is about, our decision is about Facebook. And that makes sense also for a libertarian point of view, because that's the only power we have. We don't have any power over Mr. Trump. We do have power to try to get Facebook to follow its own rules and to act in a law-like way. This decision was about whether or not that January decision by Facebook was appropriate given Facebook's own terms. How much consideration uh, did the oversight board give to what they expect from Donald Trump were he to regain his account? So this was a question that was considered in depth. Um, I should perhaps say exactly what was decided. Once uh, the board realized that Facebook had applied a rule or a law, as it were, that did not exist, there was a serious problem. That is, they had acted in a way, they had created a law after the fact and then applied it uh, to Donald Trump. This uh, meant for us, the crux of this decision is going back and it's insisting that Facebook revisit this decision and uh, apply rules that existed at that time. The second part of that is, well, when do they have to do that? And that's up to Facebook. One of the, when I say this case is about Facebook, what I meant is mean also is that it's primarily about 
uh, having Facebook take responsibility uh, for making this decision. So they have to go back and apply rules that they had. Now, we've given them six months to do that. Uh, there's several reasons why that would be so why they have some time to do it is because we all, one is that we recommend an, a series of things they should do uh, before they make this decision. But they have a time, this is not an indefinite decision now. They have to go back and make a definite uh, decision under existing law within six months. Uh, so that's part of it. We do recommend in the um, policy advisory part, I should say, that the board does two things. We have binding decisions, which is we pass judgment on Facebook's decisions about taking things up or, or, or leave, uh, leaving things up or taking them down. That's, that's the binding part. And we also give policy advice. And Facebook is required to consider the policy advice, but not necessarily follow it. Among the policy advice we have is that uh, Facebook should when a person, if they, you know, they have several choices, but uh, about what to do uh, in going back and making the decision, and one of them is a time-bound suspension that they uh, they could say over a certain period, uh, Mr. Trump's account is suspended, but he's back on, and they also could permanently bar him from the platform. In the policy advice section, we say if Facebook should consider, if they are letting anyone in this situation, they should have a general rule about considering when they come back on the platform, someone who has uh, been involved in something like this, a situ similar situation, when they come back, Facebook should have a rule about deciding whether they're still going to uh, actually violate the rules by doing what is called imminent harm by using the platform for that. So Facebook has uh, actually quite a agenda that they have they need to respond to. We think they need to do some serious policy making as well as returning to this case and deciding under existing rules uh, whether uh, Mr. Trump is suspended or Mr. Trump and gets his account back. He could very well get his account back or he's permanently banned. Um, so that's the heart of the decision. It's it's not, again, it's, a, I think, a complex decision that has is focused on Facebook and what Facebook did, and that's where the authority of the board lies. This is the board writing. This is quoted in Vanity Fair. Uh, we call on Facebook to ensure that if a head of state or high government official repeatedly posts messages that pose a risk of harm under international human rights norms, the company should either suspend the account for a set period or delete it. And the headline of the story in Vanity Fair, I should note, is with its Trump ruling, Facebook's oversight board screwed Mark Zuckerberg. Well, let me go to that headline. Often I think headlines uh, don't necessarily tell the truth, and I suspect this one is, uh, is not correct. But one of the questions of the oversight board, since it was created by Facebook with a, to be sure, with a specific legal framework designed to assure its independence, uh, I would ask people who were sure that the Facebook would be totally dependent on Facebook, would be essentially a shill for Facebook, something I've heard. 
uh, to take into consideration that uh, headline. What has happened here, once you get through all of the sound and the fury of the next couple of days, what has happened is the board has said to Facebook, we are not going to do what you should be doing. You are the, co the source of responsibility, the source of accountability here. You have rules. You applied a rule that didn't exist. You need to go back and do what you should have done to begin with. And, and at that point, what will follow will follow. But if Mr. Zuckerberg, and I hesitate, uh, you know, I hasten to say, I don't know that he wanted to pass the buck to us. I have no evidence that's true. But if that's what someone wanted to do at Facebook, uh, the board has forcefully said, this is not our job. Our job is to decide about your processes and so on and help you do better ones. Our job is not to make the decisions. Uh, and so you have to make this decision. So I, if, in a sentence, the board stood up to Facebook. Uh, and it, I think this is a strong argument for the independence, uh, particularly if you believe that Facebook doesn't like this decision. The question about world leaders, I think, is, uh, you know, within there are interesting questions in the general uh, idea of freedom of speech worldwide. But it's, you know, the questions that have always existed, right? Which is, we, uh, societies, I believe, benefit from uh, a strong policy of protecting speech and hearing what people have to say and hearing their ideas. So you get places like the Cato Institute that not everyone likes, but I think we have important ideas uh, out there. So this is a good policy. But there's always been, in the United States, which has the strongest protections for freedom of speech, there's always been the notion there are limits. And one of the limits is when you do certain kinds of harms, uh, including, above all, uh, fostering uh, violence, then there are limits to freedom of speech. You have to be careful about that, and you want to make sure that you don't provide a broad justification for silencing speech. But yes, in the United States too, and I would like to think, as that statement says, broadly, there are limitations on particularly and here, I think this is a very much a Cato point. You know, people who have are public officials who have state power uh, have a great deal of authority, and they can do a great deal of harm, and they can do a great deal of good. We shouldn't assume one way or the other. But uh, the emphasis we've had at Cato about people are too trusting that the state's going to do good, that state officials will do well. You should also wonder about it and be appropriately skeptical, right? So there's that connection. We want freedom of speech, but we also don't want uh, a kind of uh, going over in a fostering of violence, in which because speech ends. The thing about violence is there can't be more speech. It isn't more speech. It's a form of coercion, uh, and you can't do that because that's not a speech is ended. More speech can't solve anything once violence begins. John Samples is a vice president at the Cato Institute. He also serves on the Facebook Oversight Board. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast anywhere you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.